Blog Talk Radio. Trudy Behrman here. You are in part three of our four-part lifestyle series. Today's topic is creating the lifestyle you want, the secret to freedom. The lifestyle you want, the lifestyle that you want and I want is as unique as we are. The process of creating that lifestyle, though, has some common elements amongst those who have successfully done it. Most of us go through life on default mode, reaction mode, rather than creative and decisive mode. Or life kind of just falls into place, so to speak, rather than is the outcome of deliberate and decisive action. Not so surprising then that many people are ready with blame of others when their life is not the way they wish it would be. They blame others because they have allowed others, consciously or not, to shape their lives for them. When others control your day and your destiny, it is no surprise then if we feel as if, you know, that we're not so free to live the life we really want to. The moment you attempt to go your own way, you then find that you are met with so much resistance and the fences to keep us where we are are very strong because we never did set our feet on open road, the road to freedom. You have tuned in to Debt Free Wealth Radio. Trudy Behrman here. Our website is debtfreewealthradio.com, and it's a production of trudybehrman.com. If you're listening in on your mobile phone, on the web, or through iTunes podcast, welcome. I invite you to come on board as we explore all things money that ultimately leads to empowering those who desire debt-free wealth to delete debt, build wealth, and protect family assets through money education, resources, and opportunities. Let me guide you to debt-free wealth. Now, as I said earlier, today's topic is creating the lifestyle you want, the secret to freedom. And I hope you will join us next week for part four, which is how to maximize your life on your current income while maximizing your income to expand your life. Now, if you missed part one, it was go from enduring to enjoying life, the secret to living the best life possible in every circumstance, and that's back in the archives for you. And last week we had debt-free vacations, why vacations matter, and how to afford them. Now, if you want to call in, of course, the number is 323 Seven six seven seven five. However, if you're listening to this after the fact, then below the show, the link that you're on, just scroll down. You may have to go through some white space. There will be a Facebook comment box. I invite you to comment and contribute to whatever it is you'd like to share with us. Now, some of us live below the poverty line or live at the poverty line in the middle, and very few of us make that 250000 or more per year that the Obama administration defines as a person being rich. The reason why this theme is so important here for us to discuss is because I have realized that people end up in debt 
financing their life. And really and truly, lifestyle is really what life is all about because we feel like we're living life when things are on track. And we feel like we're, you know, life sucks or we're not really living life when it's not. So our ability to build wealth is also affected by spending choices. And those spending choices are driven by our desired lifestyle, whether we can afford it or not. And that's really where the trouble comes in. Now, while in- income does influence lifestyle, it truly is not really the determination of it. Some of us who have little to no income are still living an enviable life. Now, it may be because they're freeloading off of someone or because they have decided to live that kind of life despite their meager income. Some, on the other hand, make a lot of money, but due to time or health demands, they never get a chance to enjoy life. So without doubt, the amount of money we have available to us will influence how much we can afford to enjoy. But it's not the single factor that determines that. In fact, next week, be sure to join us as we explore the topic of how to maximize your life on your current income while maximizing your income to expand your life. Now, most of us go through life on default mode, reaction mode, rather than creative and decisive mode. Our life kind of just falls into, into place, so to speak, rather than is the outcome of deliberate and decisive action. You know, if we roll out of bed each day and simply respond and react to whatever comes next, then we're truly living life in default mode. But if you roll out of bed with a plan of action and move according to that plan Despite the distractions and naysayers that may try to derail you, then you are truly living a life that you have created and determined to live. How many of us are living like that? Now, that is not to say that external influences have no part in the created life. But what is clear is that when a goal is clear, we will jump or go around the hurdles as needed to stay on track. So there are some common elements for the people who have created the life that they want. Now, it's not the life that we think they should have now. Bear that in mind. So you looking on on someone and thinking, well, you know, it's, you don't think it's an ideal life. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the people who themselves, they believe that they have the life that they have created that they want. They tend to have a a couple common things in place, and one is that they have a clear understanding that they are responsible for how their life turns out. They also have clear ideas about what that ideal life looks like to them. They make consistent steps in the direction of the life they want, allowing for minimal distractions or detours, and they have a willingness to wait for or save for what they want rather than just go for what is the easier or cheaper way to go. Now, the younger you are, this next exercise will actually be easier for you. So what I want you to do is close your eyes and imagine your perfect life. Close your eyes and imagine your perfect life. What does that look like? What are you spending most of your time doing? Now, those of us in the 40-plus age group may find this exercise a little bit more difficult because by this point in our life, we we feel kind of set in our ways. And a lot of times we feel that there's little time left for mistakes. So rather than take any risks and try to finally live the life we want, as horrible as life may seem, we prefer to stay stuck 
in the familiar. However, I want you all to fast forward to the last four funeral you remember attending. And I promise you, for those who have come to the closing days of their life, regret is very bitter. And at that point, there's no time to fix their life. Now, a friend of mine was diagnosed with a life-threatening brain tumor before age 22. Now, after surgery back then, he not only recovered, but he's currently in his mid-40s, and he's been in remission ever since that surgery. Now, he and his wife have an average income, but they seem to live an amazing quality of life. So I interviewed him on why and how, and his response to me was that the moment his life offered no guarantees, he went ahead and married his sweetheart years earlier than he probably would have, and together they lived each day as if that cancer could come back and steal some time away from them. Now, quality of time together as a family is their priority, and I guarantee that if life were to send them a cruel memo right now, they would have very little regret. This family is always out fishing, skiing, camping, and so on as a family together. Now, having a clear idea of what your ideal, your perfect life will look like will basically be determined by your priority. So if your priority is money, then you may move towards that and be willing in the process to give up some of your time and may even sacrifice some relationships along the way. Doctors and lawyers have the highest um, divorce rate, so you know. Because, but they have a lot of money, and they are probably, you know, I'm not going to determine, you know, why and what their priorities were. But a lot of times, when you're focusing on building your income and you know doing everything you can to maximize income, sometimes you're sacrificing some other things, maybe time and quality of relationships. But if your priority is time for yourself, then you may be willing to leave some money on the table. Maybe you turn down the op- opportunity for overtime. Maybe you turn down jobs that ask you to work all sorts of odd hours, even if it means it's at a premium. You know, they're usually the graveyard shift pays a little bit more than the same job in the daytime. And, you know, some people will turn down the graveyard shift because their time matters to them, and some people will go for it because those extra dollars matter to them. So what is your priority? Guys, if you want to be an architect, then studying medicine will not get you qualified to design that house. And you will not have a million dollars in savings if you haven't started with the first dollar saved. Now, Oprah was interviewed on Larry King regarding the book, The Secret. And I want to play about a three-minute clip for you from that interview. I was really very excited about it because basically the message of The Secret is the message that I've been trying to uh, uh, share with the world on my show for the past 21 years. The message is that you're really responsible for your life. You are responsible for your life. I've known this. I've known this since the color purple. In 1985, I've probably told you the story when I did the color purple, but in 1985, I did the color purple. Prior to that, I had read the book, Larry. Now, this is, a, this is when I got the secret thing, but I didn't know it was called the secret. I read the book, The Color Purple, and then went out and got books for everybody else I knew. And I was obsessed about this story obsessed about it. I ate, slept, thought all the time about the color purple. I moved to Chicago. I get a call from a casting agent asking, would I like to come and audition for a movie? I've never gotten a call in my life from anybody for a movie or anything like that. And I say, is it the color purple? And he says, no, it's a movie called Moonsong. And I go, well, I've been praying for the color purple. 
And I go to the audition, and of course it was the color purple. I audition. I don't hear anything for months. And I go to this, this fat farm, and I think it's because I'm fat, because I was about 212 pounds at the time. And I think I didn't get the call back because I'm so fat. And I'm at this fat farm, and I'm praying and crying, saying to God, help me let this go. Because I wanted to be in this movie so much. I wanted it, I wanted it, I wanted it. I thought I was going to be in the movie. There's all these signs that I should be in the movie. And I go to this fat farm, and I'm praying and crying. And as I'm on the track singing the song, I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I'm singing that song, praying and crying. A woman comes out to me. And she says, on the track, it's raining, and she says, there's a phone call for you. And the phone call was Steven Spielberg saying, I want to see you in my office in California tomorrow. Now, what I learned from that, it, that moment absolutely changed my life forever because I had drawn the color purple into my life. I didn't know Steven Spielberg. I didn't know Quincy Jones, who saw me in Chicago. In 1984, he was, he was there for a lawsuit that was being filed against Michael Jackson because he'd been working on his, his Thriller album. And he saw me on AM Chicago and said, that's Sophia. Now, I didn't know him. I didn't know anybody that had anything to do with that. But I knew that I had drawn that into my life, and it changed the way I thought about my life forever. So you're not surprised at the success of The Secret? I am. I'm thrilled for the, the success of The Secret. I think that uh, the message needs to go further because I think the mistake that was made with The Secret is that they tried to, uh, they, don't know who they are, that they tried to let that be the answer to all questions. It's not the, it's just one law. The law of attraction is one law. There are many laws working in the world. But it is very true that the way you think creates reality for yourself. There are other factors going on. So it's not everything, but you really can change your own reality based on the way that you think. Okay, so here Oprah says that the first secret, because for her this was the secret that she discovered, is an understanding and accepting that we are responsible for our life and that we can absolutely draw into our lives the thing that we want. The law of attraction is a powerful law. And as she pointed out, it's not the only law at play, but it is a law that is at play. And to deny it or to not use it to your advantage is simply sad. So one key way of ensuring that you begin to attract what you want into your life, remember what she said, she thought about it, she read the book, she bought everybody the book, she lived it, she was, you know, obsessed about it. So you can deliberately create the life you want and start with a vision board. If you've never done a vision board before, it's not hard, really. A vision board can be a scrapbook, it can be a magnetic board on your wall, it can be a Pinterest board. These are just some ideas of creating this thing. Personally, I like the scrapbook version because you can take it with you. Now, on your vision board or in your vision scrapbook, what you do is you post pictures that represent something you want, and you regularly look at that board and dream about that thing. And I don't mean just dream about it like it's something far away. I want you to focus on it and about how it would feel to have that thing in your life. I want you to interact with it. You know, if the, if the, if the, what you had on your vision board was, say, your dream home, well, what neighborhood is it in? 
What does the master bedroom look like? How do you feel about turning that key to your front door? If what's on your vision board is that body that you've always wanted, jump into that body, zip it up, and just imagine what it feels like to prance around in that body. That is the way, because to just see it as some picture way out there does not bring it real and close and drawn into your life. This is what Oprah was talking about when she said she bought all those copies of the book, The Color Purple, and in her own way, her words said she was obsessed about the story. It was constant on her mind. She's convinced that her mental focus drew this experience of being in the color purple. It drew it her way. So I have done this as well several times, the most recent of which was a very expensive and very fabulous family vacation to Jamaica. I had this trip on my vision board a year ago before I took the trip. And when I posted it on the board, it wasn't just a trip to Jamaica. It was a fabulous trip to Jamaica. And I honestly, at the time when I posted it, didn't even think I could afford it. But it did happen, and I did it without creating any debt to do so. So, guys, if you missed last Friday's show, please check that out in the archives. That was Debt-Free Vacations, Why Vacations Matter, and how to have them, how to afford them. Because, of course, guys, you really can't talk about lifestyle without talking about vacations, at least not a quality of life or a great lifestyle. So I know so many people who studied to be one thing and work as something else. Very often it's a job they hate. Life just kind of happened and they rolled with it. They became slaves to that paycheck because without it, they could not bankroll their life. And problem is, the life that they were financing was not even a life that they enjoyed. So their overall, their life felt as if it sucked, work sucked, life sucked. Where's the fun in that? Now, who of us, when we reach adulthood, sits and decides to create a life that sucks? I doubt anyone ever has made their life goal to have a life that they do not enjoy. What tends to happen is that as young adults, we start out hopeful about not being one of the statistics, and we intend to do life as we want to. In fact, we spent most of our teen years fighting for this right to live the life that we always wanted to. And then guess what? Adulthood arrives, and we suddenly have the freedom to live life any way we wanted. And guess what we did? We felt right. We fell right into the mold of everyone else. And very often that mold looked nothing like the life we dreamed. Some of us got good grades, went to college, studied hard, got more good grades, and graduated to uh, nothing. Six months later, maybe even as long as a year, when we finally realized that the job we wanted, that we studied for, that we prepared for was not coming our way. So we took the detour and accepted the job that did come our way. And then drudgery set in. But guess what? There suddenly is no way out because now we have the car payment, the rent, the da-da-da. So there are some people, though, that do live enviable lives. And we look on and we wish that we had their life. We wonder how they did it. Or we convince ourselves that they were just lucky. They had a break that never came our way. And we spend time hating on their deal, trying to convince them that they are the stupid ones. You know, I I have seen artists following their dreams and the haters telling them to go get a real job. But even as broke as those artists are, they, they tend to enjoy their life more than the guy who has the real job but actually hates his life. Some of you may have shared my experience of being determined to earn an income from home because, guys, I absolutely 
have created my, for myself the wireless life that I've always wanted. But maybe some of you in the process of doing that, of trying to earn that income from home, you've had family and friends sneer at your efforts, pointing to the hurdles and the slow startup and calling them failures and insisting that we go out and get a real job just like the ones that they have and hate. Now, there are some who have there's some who have not worked in not worked at all in too long and they're very desperate for an income but they before they figure out what their passion is and how they can earn an income from it they wail and wail about how there're no jobs and remain on the minimal existence of government support assuming they even qualify to get the government support in the first place although i understand that that's becoming easier and easier and there's so many many more americans that are living on government support, and it's a very substantial, substandard life. And if you know, if you can, if you can step down in your quality of life and agree to live at that substandard, then you know, well, I I can't do that. So creating the life you want is a decisive mood move, <laughs> decisive move towards that goal. It is deciding what will be on your agenda and simply not moving at the beck and call of others. And those who have managed to do that. We have freedom. Now, there are some people who have their dream jobs. And again, while some may say it was luck, luck is actually, I think, better defined as preparation met with opportunity. So let's say, for example, you are a law student and you look forward to having a career in law. But you are making determined steps to do so. So maybe you volunteered at free legal clinics, you interned at a law firm. You made it your point throughout your life to meet and greet as many lawyers along the way, increasing your chance of landing your dream job. That just increased. However, (laughs) if you hope to have a job in law but you never decided to do any of these things, not only will there be a lack of legal experience on your freshly graduated resume, but you also won't have the network to rely on to help you land that job. There's no guarantees in life, but you certainly can increase your chances. Now, deliberately carving out your place in the arena that you would like to be in always moves your chances up of having what people want to call a lucky break. But really and truly, that's the opportunity that came because you were prepared and you were in the right place at the right time because if you're doing those things then you will be in the right place and one of these days the right time may just happen and happen because you're there while the others are sitting at home hoping for some magic to happen my neighbor and friend was a teacher in the Hillsborough County system and she just recently had a baby and she desperately wanted to stay home with him for as long as possible and as much as the family depended on the income that she brought in, she really, really, really did not want to go back to work at the start of the next semester. So she asked around, she researched, she looked high, she looked low. She knew she liked to teach so she wanted to stay in that area because while there was an opportunity to work as a call center operator from home, that did not appeal to her. So she kept doing her research and she got trained as a CPR first aid instructor and now she goes out on appointment to companies and then she also found an opportunity for online tutoring and to meet some local students and tutor them and it's all on her calendar. So you you, you possibly can do it if you make up your mind to do that and while she's not replaced her teacher's salary, she's making enough to make staying at home possible. So 
you know, I, at some point she plans to return to school because that's something that she loves doing, but she will go back on her own terms and not because of external pressures. In effect, my friend is creating the lifestyle she wants that makes her feel good about her day when she wakes up in the morning. So what about you? Do you wake up looking forward to your day, to your life? If not, how do you begin to change that? Well, definitely start with the vision board and have clarity about what it is you want in your life and how you want your life to look. Then focus on the baby steps that will move you towards that. Trust me. If you want a pink BMW, I promise you, if that's what you want and you start to think about it, all of a sudden you will begin to notice pink BMWs on the road. That is the power of the law of attraction. The next thing that definitely helps is having more money. Money is an incredible tool for buying a lot of the comforts and things that buy us more freedom and joy. Now, guys, remember, money cannot buy joy, but it can buy experiences that we find joy in. And you definitely will want to check out next week's show, part four in this series, on how to maximize your life on your current income while maximizing your income to expand your life. So remember to join us next week as we wrap up this lifestyle series. So guys, did we do it? Did I did I, did we deliver value to you today? If so, would I would really appreciate if you would give me some love in return in the form of clicking the like button and following our show. And remember, if you have a product service or opportunity that helps others delete debt, build wealth, and protect family assets, and please follow our show and send us a request to be a guest, and we will discuss how to make that happen. Trudy Behrman here, Death Free Wealth Radio.